0: Good morning, and welcome to Jew in the City Speaks with your host, Allison Josephs, also known as Jew in the City. I hope everyone who's listening is staying safe, um, is staying inside. Um, I'm sure we're all praying right now that, um, you know, everyone that is sick with coronavirus right now will um, have a Rafua shalema, um, and that all the treatments that are being worked on right now will uh, something, you know, will come out, and uh, we'll be out of this horrible episode um, sometime soon. Um, this has obviously been a very trying time, really, for the world at large. Um, We've had a lot of coronavirus coverage related to um, the Orthodox community, um, as that is our brand. Um, Always, you know, doing our best to try to highlight the positives Um, at times, you know, calling out the problems in our community, because, you know, we believe that um, recognizing things going wrong ultimately ends up being a kiddush Hashem to, you know, make a record that um, we have to be law-abiding. We have to uh, be menschlich. We have to be nice people. We have to be honest people. Um, and trying to give a, val- a balanced voice in uh, this whole saga. One of the challenging um, pieces of uh, the coronavirus plague, because it really is a plague, is that um, it has sort of brought up another age-old plague um, that the world has, which is anti-Semitism. I would say anti-Semitism in particular, anti-Orthodoxy. Uh, this is something that we're always noticing here at Jew in the City. Um, there was, you know, a, a huge uptick in um, in violent attacks against Jews before, you um, before coronavirus began, um, this was something we were paying a lot of attention to. It seems like, uh, you know, the Jersey City shooting and uh, the stabbing in Muncie was a lifetime ago. Um, And while people, for the most part, have to stay in their homes now and, you know, thankfully can't uh, go out and be violent, what we've seen is that there is uh, an increase in anti-Semitism and anti-Orthodox sentiment around corona- coronavirus, um, Jews as vectors of disease, as spreading disease, is sort of an age-old anti-Semitic trope. Um, the you know the Jewish community, particularly more in the right-wing world, is just a very uh, close-knit community. The outbreak in New York started in the modern Orthodox world. Um, when people go to the same shoals and schools and kosher stores, you know, every single day it makes spreading disease um, much more easy. Um, the moment that it started in New Rochelle, I knew that the second that it got into the more right-wing circles where everything is larger family sizes and especially, you know, in the Brooklyn area things so much more on top of each other, um, it was going to be a disaster. And unfortunately um, we've seen that play out. Um, and anytime that, you know, um, Visibly religious Jews are out um, and about the media is so quick to call them out Um, And I think you know my opinion and I've written about this too. We have to have a balance We have to expect the highest standards for ourselves um, And make a kiddush Hashem and never make a Hashem, but we should also ask the media to um, Not treat us any differently if there's a million New Yorkers out on a nice sunny day in Brooklyn Why are you focusing on the Jews primarily? Um, News this week of Mayor de Blasio calling out the Jewish community, which many people are outraged by. So there's a lot of these issues um, sort of mixing around um, these very challenging times. And something that um, I'm certainly trying to pay attention to is good news. (laughs) In the middle of all the challenges and the constant reports of someone being sick and more and more people passing away, um, where can we look to uh, for good news? So... Um, Someone sent me um, this beautiful clip on Twitter a couple weeks ago of um, people in the Hasidic community of Blooming Grove, New York. This is in Orange County, uh, right near Kiraz Yol, delivering food um, to their non-Jewish neighbors. And it was so touching and it was such a, a beautiful um, act of kindness um, and exactly the sort of thing that everyone should be doing right now. Um, I was so excited to uh, speak to um, the chairman and uh, board representative Joel Stern and Isaac Eichstein of uh, UJC of Blooming Grove. So thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you welcome. for having us here.
0: So um, can you tell us what is uh, UJC of Blooming Grove?
1: So the UJC,
2: first of all, my name is Joel Stern. I'm the uh, board representative, as you just mentioned. In order to explain what the uh, UJC of Blooming Grove is, we're going to need to go back a little bit and discuss the history of what, what and where the actual location of Blooming Grove is. The acronym for UJC is United Jewish Community of Blooming Grove. Blooming Grove is Located on the outskirts of Curious Joel, which is upstate, Monroe, New York, right near where Woodbury Commons is. Everybody knows uh, Curious Joel in the area. Over the last seven, eight years, uh, people from Curious Joel and the surrounding areas started to uh, expand. Uh, They were having issues in KJ with uh, uh, basically annexation adding additional land. There was a lack of, uh, there was a shortage of housing Mm -hmm. and um, people started moving out. Slowly but surely, it started with one family. Mm -hmm. Then there was a second family, a third family. Long story short, we are right now in 2020. Uh, We are 300 plus families in Blooming Grove. We have close to 1,000 children going to school in Curious Joel every day from the Blooming Grove area. We have over 12 shuls. It has grown to be a large Hasidic community, and it's growing ever and ever on and on. And uh, Is this completely throughout- Satmar?
0: Is the community please completely Satmar, or is there any um, mix of different types of Hasidis?
2: I would say it's not completely Satmar. Basically, it's, it's a neutral area. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, although we don't have like too many non-Satmar people, No, it, there is no like affiliations. For example, Satmar itself has over there two synagogues. One is under construction. You have the uh, uh, Grand Rabbi of Tzans Jimigrat from Borough Park has, uh, has probably the largest shul as of now in, in the area. We have uh, Hasidus and shuls from different cuts the majority might identify and will identify as Satmar Hasidim right now, Mm -hmm. but it's not like the area is not like uh, belonging to any uh, Hasidic movement as of yet. And I don't think it's going to be. It's basically Mm -hmm. that's why people move out here. Uh, We have people from other areas also having uh, interest in moving over here because of that. There's a lot of talk behind, uh, you know, people are thinking maybe we should do a cheder. Uh, as time goes on and the amount of uh, school kids increase.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, so it, we would say it's a neutral area with the majority of residents are Satmar Hasidim.
0: And what's the UJC? Is this just sort of like a, a community center there or?
2: So throughout the process, you know, uh, families were moving out and the schools were being built. Uh, there was issues with planning department, the planning board, the zoning board, the village there's a lot of different uh, communications between the village and the town government back and forth. And everybody basically was taken care of and trying to accomplish and achieve the same goals for the schools or whether it was housing or whether it was something else. And it ended up being that, uh, there was issues as there always is, and there always are going to be, but the community realized that if we would get together and, uh, come together as one voice. There would be one unified body representing the entire Jewish community. We can reach far beyond of where we uh, were able to. Before that, uh, it's gonna look much more official and much more legit, whether it's the government, whether it's the village, whether it's it's the local police department, the fire department, Um, it's gonna work much more efficient and it's gonna be much more streamlined. And it will it will it will basically eliminate a lot of the noise and the confusion when everybody is taking care of all of these public issues. Everybody, every shul by themselves. So, we, sort of like a, a unified community voice. It's a unified community council. So last summer we got together uh, all of the residents. So we uh, we organized all of the activists. Mr. X Mr. Xing was very instrumental in putting this together. Um, we 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 called together all of the activists of all shuls, the entire community. There was a meeting done, and we decided that this community council idea has to has to has to uh, be created. Uh, there was a uh, we we made like an official election where we had every synagogue had to put out a minimum of two candidates, which should represent that synagogue and that area uh, uh, where the synagogue is situated, and uh, we 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 had elections and we had like a massive, it was like uh, close to uh, uh, 80% turnout of village residents. I mean, Hasidish village residents turned out to elect um, their uh, representatives from each shul to the community council. And that's how the community council was created. Once a community council was created, the community council itself, the UJC, uh, elected a chairman and a board representative, which is myself representing all of, representing the UJC in front of uh, the village government, the town government, whether it's the police department, the fire department. And uh, we have the chairman, which is running all of the operations, internal and external of uh, the UJC. The entire, the UJC is up since, I would say, September, October, in a short period of time, which is like a half a year, we were able to get lots of things done, whether it was community services for the public or help out individual people with whatever they needed that they couldn't get before when it was uh, lobbying you know getting a special permit special variants and uh, we have uh, lots of ideas going forward where we will be able to uh, you know get those services and these requirements that the community members would like to get. Mm. And it has been a great time. And, you know, the recognition and the cooperation and the collaboration between all of the uh, governments and organizations with the village is just great. It's a great kiddush Hashem. So, so tell,
0: tell us about um what has the reception been of the, the locals as um, more as the, the Jewish community has expanded. Um, I would say <laughs> on Tisha B'Av maybe two years ago, and I live more in a modern Orthodox community, but, you know, Canine I think so many Jewish communities are expanding. It was Tisha B'Av Shabbos. um, And one of our neighbors who I didn't know commented to me, you people never talk to anyone but each other. My friends and I were so sort of surprised at um, this response. I, I think that, you know, a lot of us are friendly with our neighbors and yet there are some people that feel suspicious when they see sort of visible Jews moving in. So, um, have there been good interactions? Have there been challenging interactions? Like how has that gone so far?
1: So if, if I, if I may take that one, um, I've been living here for probably about four years and I've been uh, involved in, in the local government since. Um, and, uh, the, the reception of the of the community that the, the the people that live here before us has been has been quite mixed. There's some people that actually uh, love the idea that Jewish people are moving in. It's mm. such a quiet neighborhood, and and most majority of the people that live here, um, the non-Jewish people, are more to the older side, mm. retired people, and they were excited to most a lot of them were excited to actually wake up in the morning to the noise of the kids to the buses mm-hmm. to stuff like that mm-hmm. and the people who moved moved out who sold their houses they made like they made a lot of money selling their houses so it's not like you know they, they it was worth it for everybody right. and of course there's always going to be some some noise makers here and there but in general most of the people that live here are very acceptant They're very, they are very enjoy it and they they live uh, well with their neighbors. I mean, me, myself, I, I have a few Goetian neighbors and we live very friendly. We go to each other's houses. We help each other. Um, and also that's basically, it's a mixed reception, but majority is calm.
0: It's been good. So none of the, the sort of the anti-Semitic uh, sort of feelings that were happening in Muncie a few months ago, you haven't had anything that strong?
1: Not, nothing like that. But Hashem, mm-hmm. Hashem should continue to help I mean- but uh, um, there's always been, and there's always, always will be, until the is going to come, some kind of anti-Semitism here and there. Mm-hmm. But as long as we ignore it and we don't uh, advertise it in the, in the entire world, it, it quiets down.
0: What have you? Was this project? And I guess if you could explain a little about what you did um, around uh, this. Food delivery project with coronavirus. Had you done any um, projects with uh, the non-Jewish neighbors before, or was this the first time you did a project with them?
1: So, so this this started a little bit back. Like, let let's back out for just a minute. Um, when this pandemic started, mm-hmm. the local town saw, arranged a task force to combat the pandemic, to mm-hmm. work like every other town and village did. So. The, since we have a we have a relationship with the police department from before from other projects that we have we have done for the Jewish community for a few couple of things in the past so he suggested a town and the village uh, board that they should include the UJc and the task force so that we can be instrumental and we can will be able to to distribute the messaging to the to the Jewish community so we had the first meeting and uh, there was a lot of things that the town needed, the village needed uh, for like personal protective equipment and stuff like that. And, and, uh, and so most of the things that they needed actually came from UJC, donated to the town and to the village. That's great. So that's something that, that was never discussed in the public. And, and uh, you know, they, they recognized us, they, the the village and the town, the police, they recognize us as a, as a, professional company as a a front of the of the Jewish community so we got really involved in in all of that so since then we have a daily conference call with the with the town village police and everybody and we were we were seeing things happening we heard from them what's going on and from all of this that's going on we decided that we have to make some kind of food bank Mm -hmm. for the general population to to help in this crisis a lot of people are retired as i said earlier mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't have jobs right now so mm-hmm. who's taking who's bringing them food how do mm-hmm. they have money to buy food mm-hmm. so on and so forth so that's when we sat down and went over what we can do mm-hmm. and this was the easiest way since we don't have like a headquarters or a, or a warehouse where we can do it so we decided we're going to take a truck and drive around the entire village mm-hmm. and give out some essential food food like the, the food that we gave out is not something that's going to expire um many soon it's not something that has to be in a fridge it was all pantry food mm-hmm. stuff that stuff that you can uh put away for a long time in case you need to
0: beautiful how many people did uh, you get these essential packages out to
1: uh over 200 wow over uh, 200 families
0: oh 200 families so that's that's different than 200 and, the, and the, I mean, so the village itself is not even that large right i'm saying it's a uh...
1: village is approximately about 800 uh, houses
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and what kind of a reception and h- how did you pick? I'm saying, how did you pick like, which did, were you aware that certain families were more in need than others or?
1: No, we, we, we drove around the entire village.
0: Oh, you drove and you asked them, but I'm saying if there's 800 families, how did you just decide which 200 to give to?
1: No, we started with 200 boxes. Not yeah. everybody came out, not everybody needed it. A lot of people came out and they said, you know, just give it for someone else that's in need. I have enough. A lot, the, so they, a lot of people have prepared for this virus. Okay. They have prepared for, for disaster. And they, they said, you know, I don't need it, just give it for someone else. Got and, it. And so again, yeah, you, had, was, you made
0: it available for anyone that wants it. And then sure. and did you go door to door or you went to their their street, or how how do people know to come get the so, food?
1: So so just for the for the previous question, we we this is what this was for the non Jewish community the okay. non-jewish community is about that number 200
0: 300. oh got it okay
1: okay so we notified everyone that this is for the non-jewish like what we had a recording on the on the jewish community that this is for a non-jewish community we had a separate project for the jewish community got for it. pesach got it we had a big massive uh, uh passover program um for cheap for everybody whether that's a separate topic but we notified everyone this is gonna be only for the non-jewish community And like all the Jewish people stayed home, you know, they didn't even come out to take a box.
0: Got it. So, and what type of um, feedback did you get for the people that did take the food?
1: The main feedback that came out like on Facebook and people that I know was amazing. It was way more than we anticipated. It was, people were really uh, kind of shocked. People were, they didn't know what, what is this? I mean, are you giving this for everybody? because a lot of people a lot of people are are brought up the way that we're only within you know the community right you know as you said earlier you don't talk to us people were literally in tears they can't what they 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 were shocked that's that's the word to use basically
0: it's really like this is so moving to hear um because we hear from the people that will come across Chasidim that feel like they don't want to talk to them or they're only interested about themselves and It's, I don't know exactly what to answer. I can't answer for every person that's ever lived in the world and walked in the street and looked Hasidic, but like the stories of the people, you know, going out and helping the larger world. I think what it comes down to is that the world really knows that we're omnivhar. Like they know that we have this special elevated job to do. Um, And if we mess up at all, they sort of hold us to the higher standard that, like, Mm -hmm. wait, you should be different. You're the chosen people. And when we do what we're supposed to do and we, lead with you know um, it's just it's so it's so beautiful so yeah um, we got
1: we got countless emails thanking us we got uh, people in general were so emotional and touched that they, they didn't see this side of us yet so you know not because we didn't we weren't showing it just because there was no need to, until now everything was good and and like we still get feedback every day like not every day but here and there, we get feedback on emails and on Facebook, private messaging. It's just amazing. Do uh, you, and they, do you they... feel
0: like it's changed any of the dynamics of people on the street, of how people One,
1: are? 100%. In Blooming 100%.
0: I love it. It's really, like, I, I think, like, when we lead with Kiddush Hashem, I mean, again, like, we can't, and I think that's the biggest challenge, like, going back to the Mayor de Blasio comment about the Jewish community. Like, we can't control every person, you know, uh, you know, your story of your community providing um, or your council providing the PPE for the police, the story that the media... Right,
1: listen, I, I, if I may interrupt you, yeah. I'm sorry. You asked, me, you asked me earlier how the anti-Semitism in the area is. And I, I, that's basically the, the 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 module that we're using. Whenever someone is coming out to us uh, with anything anti-Semitic, we're basically ignoring it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's not who we are. You're right. not, you didn't talk about us. Right. That and that, I wouldn't want to comment on, on on De Blasio's uh, statement because he didn't talk to me. Right. He, didn't I mean, mem- he did say you know, the so. Jewish
0: community. That I think that's really the the. Um, Thing that's annoying about talking in such general terms that it doesn't actually speak to everyone, and um, it—I think the people that make the mistakes. Um, I guess the challenge is that the news always highlights the worst. And, and
1: exactly,
0: did, did your did this story get any news coverage? Did your act of kindness of serving an entire village um, get any news coverage at all? Or
1: the only news coverage that I have heard is uh, someone sent it to a famous uh, news outlet called News 12, Mm -hmm. someone that does like uh, uh, to talk about the negativity of the community. And it was sent to them, and they didn't want to post it because it shows the goodness of us. But we didn't do it for publicity. We did it to help the neighbors. We did it to make a kid a shisham.
0: What about? Do you think that? Have you spoken to other? Because um, again, I agree with you that we will not end um, anti-Semitism until Mashiach comes. But I do believe that um, there's also no point in throwing in the towel. We have to sort of put out our best effort in any way that we can. We won't. We won't win over everyone. But um, growing up as someone not religious, I was raised to think that someone that looks like you is scary. You're mean. You're scary. You. You know. You hate people like me. So I think putting that friendly face and sort of reaching beyond the community. It, the the, it, the build the bridges that it builds is so tremendous that's why we're so happy to to share this have you spoken to any um, people in any other Hasidic communities about them doing similar initiatives
1: no not at all I mean we have got messages from people in other places just encouraging us but uh, uh, we didn't like nobody it was just like encouragement messages
0: and what you did I mean I I would love to see this um, Because, again, the bad news, the bad stories will continue to come out. But and look, I think it's a shame because there's not other groups. You're not finding other religious or minority groups going around doing this to sort of make peace with the neighbors because they just get to live and nobody, you know, lumps Mm -hmm. them all together. If if you would, then you'd be called a racist. Um, And yet there's still there's something I think um, seeing uh, the religious Jewish person doing something. God's work, doing something holy that touches people and just feels so right that like, we're you know we're the children of Abraham Avinu. Um, well, and do you have any more plans like getting the reception that you got here? Do you think there's anything else you might do in the future with, uh, with the non-Jewish
1: community? We, we, are, we don't know how long this pandemic is going to take mm-hmm. and we are definitely ready to do it again. And with other items, uh, we're just trying to see what the needs are. Um, again, we still hold, we still have these daily conference calls with a, the with a town, village, and police to see if there's any need arising. And we are open to it. Um, we just have to gather the funds and get donors for it.
0: Mm-hmm. Is there a place that people listening could donate? Is there any pl- easy place for the people that are listening now that could uh, give money to such a,
1: a cause? Um, unfortunately, we're not set up for donations yet. Okay. Because it was just we. We're, this is not something that we have created with a plan. You know, we didn't. We didn't come up one day. We're going to create UJC to to give out food to people. Something it, came up, and we tried. But you can always email us um, if you want to participate. Our our email address is info at ujcoffbloominggrove.org. You can send a quick pay there. But I'm not set up with uh, with credit card processing yet. stuff like that. It Got is it. it is a non it is a oh, nonprofit. nonprofit.
0: Okay. Nonprofit, but it's not, it's not a credit card pre- uh, process. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So okay, it's info well, at
1: ujcofbloominggrove.org.
0: Well, it's really um, tremendous, and we really feel so proud to be able to highlight such stories. Um, and we wish you um, continued Hatzlacha, um, continued shalom. Um, Rafua for anyone uh, that needs it. How how badly was uh, was Blooming Grove hit in terms of uh, sickness?
1: I believe there's like uh, close to 300 confirmed positive cases mm-hmm. in the entire town of Blooming Grove. Mm-hmm. There is no, there's actually one critical patient uh, from our community. But besides that, um, Baruch Hashem, so far so good. And as, as I said earlier, Hashem should continue to help. This is not over until it's over. That's true. I mean,
0: all right, well, um, really it's an incredible example. If anyone is listening, um, I think, Really, all all Jewish communities, this could be something that um, we did. We did a project before this all began called um, "Meet a Jew, Make a Friend," where after the shootings and the stabbings, we opened up a tent like Avraham Avinu um, to just say like Let's talk, let's meet." We gave out rugalach and coffee, Mm -hmm. um, and I think those sort of one-on-one interactions. Um, get people past sort of the outer trappings of, you know, that Jew that seems so different or scary when they see that there's giving and there's human connection, there's kindness, there's people like thinking, you know, outside of their own community. Um, it goes so far. So um, I hope this story um, inspires, you know, someone out there, many people out there listening um, to think about a way to um, do such a project in your uh, community. And um, thank you so much, Joel and Isaac, for um for being uh, such great examples.
1: Sure. Thank you for hosting us. Thank you for spreading the the vibe, positive vibes. Yep. And I hope uh, that the anti semitic will calm down, uh, at least to the to the least it's possible. And hope for the best.
0: Amen. I okay. And be well. And um, and all the best.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. And thank you for listening. You can catch us same time, same place next week. Bye bye.